Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and transformation coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones. Blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. Now, you know what really grinds my gears, friends, is when I see snippets on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and it's health coaches giving these bogus-ass reasons as to why someone may or may not hit their body goals. You aren't getting enough protein. You actually need 200 milligrams a day and you need to eat a cow's liver for dinner each night. You're eating too much pretzels. Cut out food that you love. Wake up and get disciplined. Oh my God, don't you just hate that one? When you're looking for help and someone's like, ah, you know what it is? I know exactly what it is. You're just not disciplined enough. Like, yeah, no shit. That's why I'm reaching out for help. And hey, listen, side note, Discipline is a thousand percent needed on your journey, but just telling people they aren't disciplined with no action steps is like putting a magnifying glass to all the problems they know are there with no tangible solutions, right? No strategies, no empathy. You know you've been lazy in the past, maybe unmotivated, undisciplined, (laughs) but simply knowing that isn't what's going to be what moves the needle on your journey. I love a good kick in the butt when I need it. And I know my clients love that push too, with someone to call them out on their shit. But it has to come from a place of understanding, compassion, or actually caring, right? Someone just broadcasting all these flaws in your habits essentially just makes you feel guilty, which leads to all the binging, emotional eating, negative self-talk, and lack of confidence in your ability to be the mover and shaker in your own life. But what if I told you the reason you aren't being consistent with your weight loss almost always has nothing to do with your workouts or these random isolated things in your diet like too many carbs or too much protein or too little protein and almost everything to do with your mindset. Like what, Chantel? That's crazy. Like I have to be strategic with my diet and my workouts if I want to hit my goals. Yes, you do. But hear me out, friends. Today, I want to walk you through three pivotal mindset chicken nuggets that are the key to successful and sustainable weight loss. Nuggets that I find day in and day out are what make or break someone's journey to hitting their goals and maintaining their goal, no matter how big or small it is. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. Mistake number one, you haven't mastered your inner mean girl. You've probably heard this a bunch of times, but I want to go just a little deeper into why your self-talk is tripping you up on your way to that weight loss goal you've written on your planner every single new year for the past six years. Aside from identifying with a trait you're trying to work on or get rid of, you know, saying you're lazy, saying you're unmotivated, saying you don't like to work out, saying you're a procrastinator, we know we need to stop doing that, right? Right. Okay. You've listened to a bunch of episodes. I know you have. But I actually find one of the more common reasons is the self-talk that's happening so frequently, we don't even recognize it. We aren't 
even aware of it. It's that inner belief that you can't finish a workout. It's that inner dialogue that's saying you won't even eat what you've brought to lunch to work that day, already setting yourself up for a disaster, right? It's that inner mean girl that's laughing at you for setting some new goals and some new scary goals. It's also that inner mean girl who's immediately doubting your ability to go for something big and scary. Oof, she's a bitch, (laughs) isn't she? Well, we all have her. She makes these smart remarks when we try to better ourselves. And when she sees us doing well, she sabotages us. She feeds us these limiting beliefs all day. And when she's losing the battle, she steps her game up. She spirals. She starts yelling. She sabotages a little harder until finally you give in. You give in to that thought. You give in to that belief. You subscribe to the idea that you aren't good enough. And then she feels better. She lays off a little bit. You're safe now. You can't grow now, right? But you know the best way to get rid of a bully? You confront that bitch. You stand up for yourself. You challenge her. You start asking those deep questions. Why do I feel like I can't do this? What's the reason behind my procrastination, my anxiety, my self-doubt? And you explore it. You write it down. You get vulnerable. And you don't hide from those emotions. No, you welcome them. You listen to them. And most importantly, you make sense of them. Because if you don't, you will sabotage your journey each and every time, friend, like clockwork. And you'll be on the hamster wheel with not even just your weight loss, but your life, your career goals, your relationship goals, your freedom, your hobby goals. So this week... I want you to take a step and master your inner mean girl. You won't get rid of her ass overnight, but when she starts to spill those negative and limiting thoughts in your head and they start creeping up, I want you to begin to confront them head on, one by one. Because it isn't until you do that you're able to see yourself differently, to really believe, like really actually believe in your abilities and your potential. Get rid of the bully in your head. Mistake number two, you don't have a morning routine. You guys know how big I am on morning routines. And if you're new here and you don't know, listen, friend, you need one. Simply put, my life changed. It completely changed when I created a morning routine. And I truly mean that. I remember documenting the early stages of implementing um, when I was experimenting with my meditation and journaling. And it's so crazy to think of the routine I have now. I wake up at 5.30 a.m. now and I used to not crawl out of bed until like 10, you know, 11 (laughs) and immediately feeling behind and rushed and anxious. If you like the woo-woo side of things, you need a morning routine because you'll feel better energetically. Uh, You'll feel motivated. You'll feel inspired when you spend just a small part of your day, first thing, dedicated to you. If you like stats, people with a morning routine are two to three times more productive than those who don't have one. If you like money in one study of a thousand people, I won't bore you with all the details, but people with a morning routine on average made nearly $15,000 more in a year than those who didn't have one. And here's how you start, because this is how I started. Start with just five to 10 minutes in the morning. 
pick one intentional activity. And, you know, I recommend journaling, affirmations, or intention setting. And honestly, you can do all three during a journaling session, but that's a whole nother episode. So just pick one activity. This could be anything that centers you, motivates you, energizes you, pumps you up, focuses you. But start with just one thing. And I promise you, you'll see the effects of that so soon and you'll build from there. I started with a two minute meditation session and I built from there. And now I have like a 30 minute morning routine that I do like clockwork every morning. And it is the foundation to my day. So I want to challenge you to do the same thing this week. And I want you to tag me in your routine so I can repost and brag about you. Okay? Okay. (laughs) So mistake number three, you have really shitty core beliefs about food. And boo, this one isn't your fault. It's not your fault that society has pushed these crazy expectations of perfection when it comes to your food. I mean, sometimes I get on the Explore page and I see, you know, like food pages, like healthy food pages and like what they're making. And I'm like, this is fine and all, but this is not realistic for someone starting out. It's also not your fault that a new fad diet with crazy promises is pushed on you every single month, it feels like. It's also not your fault that society has also deemed what is the perfect body and what's not. But it is your responsibility to change those beliefs, to make your own rules when it comes to your food and your body. And that's hard. And, you know, listen, it can be hard to decide what the first step is. So I'm going to give you your first step. Step number one. Ditch the list of good and bad foods. Sounds crazy, but ditch them. Begin to give yourself permission to eat what you want, even when it feels like it's, you know, not the best options in the beginning. Because what happens when you don't have guilt around your foods you're eating and shame around the foods you're eating, you begin to make decisions for your body that come from a place of wanting to feel better, wanting to nourish your body while also enjoying your food. You start to get hyper aware of how you're feeling and you start to make decisions from that place, not from a place of feeling forced to eat healthy because you want to lose X amount of weight, not feeling guilty because you had Chick-fil-A, because you broke these made up rules of what it meant to hit your goals. And that's hard in the beginning. You know, it's hard to feel like, you know, I have to eat this list of food. And if I have anything else on this list that I've deemed bad, I'm a shitty person. I overeat. I'm a slob. I can't ever get it right. I'm just not consistent. Whatever it is, whatever excuse you're telling yourself. And so the very first step in completely acknowledging and getting rid of this list, this anxiety, this frustration around your food is getting rid of these made up rules that we've put on ourselves. These expectations to be perfect when it comes to everything we're putting in our mouth. We can't have too much sugar. We can't have too much fat. We can't have this. We can't have that. Get rid of that. And I know, I know that's going to be so hard in the beginning, but begin to affirm that when you eat, affirm that there is no good and bad. It sounds simple, sounds unrealistic, but that's only because what's been conditioned inside of you just one week into Nutrition Academy and my students have these 
huge epiphanies about their food habits and have these huge realizations about their mindset around their food and everything shifts. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to start your day and not have anxiety about what you're going to eat and then feel guilty for having something that you've told yourself is bad. I want you to be able to hit your body goals in a way that feels easy and good and sustainable and not miserable. So the very, very first step is to begin to get rid of the rules. The power you'll have knowing that you can eat what you want is the very, very, very first step to healing your relationship with food, hitting your goals, while also coming from a place of peace and empowerment and not fear, anxiety, guilt, and shame. Again, this will feel so bizarre in the beginning stages. You'll let go of all these rules and sometimes find yourself eating things you know aren't really goal-oriented, but you'll eat it anyway without the guilt and without the shame. And quickly, when you discover that there isn't any food that you can't have, you start making decisions about your meals that don't come from a place of wanting what you can't have. And I feel like that is the psychology of, around it, honestly, guys, because when my clients come into the academy and they're asking like, okay, but like, can I have this? Can I have that? Like, what's, I'm like, yeah, you can have whatever you want. You just got to plan for it. And when they do that, it's like a light bulb, right? I want that for you. I've seen it hundreds of times, boo. I've done it myself. You can do it too. Okay, so I'm going to stop there because I can keep, 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 keep going. But I want to stop there. I don't want to overwhelm you today. So that wraps up today's episode. To recap, this episode, we've mastered our inner mean girl, created a morning routine, and ditched the good and bad food list. Let's talk about some productivity. And hey, will you do me a favor? If you loved this episode, or if you loved a past episode and you haven't yet, I would love, love, love if you left me a rating and review. I read every single one of them, and they honestly, they really do just warm my heart when I know an episode really resonated with you, and it helps me understand like what you want to hear more of, what's really connecting, what's really your pain points. And so if you haven't yet, I would love if you're getting any value, if you got any value from this episode, I would love if you left me a rating and review. And girl, if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe. So as soon as a new episode drops, you are the very first to know. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.